Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 275. KB riding with a solo show for you. Recapping this Birds game. That's mostly what our uh, our late week shows will be, is recapping the Birds. But, as always, show would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Security Systems... Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, which I'll tell you guys a little bit about Bob Novick Auto Mall later in the show, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, our badass partners over at Tomahawk Shades, TomahawkShades.com. When you go to check out, use our code USP, saves you 25% off your order, and all orders right now, $75 and over, qualify for free shipping. Just got a brand new pair of blue light glasses ordered. They are on the way. Can't wait to rock those on stream for you guys. Tomahawkshades.com, a quality product for an affordable price. 25% off with our code USP. And of course, our friends doing the damn thing. The one and only company that is best in men's below the waist grooming. Our friends. At Manscaped. Yes, support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by Manscaped, who, like I said, is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. And guys, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Plus, this bad boy is waterproof and the waterproof technology it's going to let you groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000, yes, I repeat that, 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you guys are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 
That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. What a game this was for the Eagles and the Ravens. Uh, A wild one. Down to the very last, you know, bits of this game, the Eagles end up losing 30-28. to And it was kind of a tale of two halves. The Eagles were shut out 17-0 at halftime in this game. Come back, fourth quarter, score 22 points, and end up losing this game, unfortunately, by two. But you look at, you know, just the overall aspect of this game. The Eagles come into this game with... A number of injuries. You know, not that that's a a full-blown excuse, but we all know the Eagles are playing super down right now. You know, they're playing with two opening day starters, Jason Kelsey and Carson Wentz. Miles Sanders gets hurt in this game. Zach Ertz gets hurt in this game. You're already down Dallas Goddard. You're down a bunch of the offensive linemen. You're down Alshon Jeffrey already to start the season. Deshaun Jackson's been out since week one. Jalen Rager's been out. You know, you're relying on Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, Jason Kroom. Cue the Jason music. Uh, you know, you're you're down to the nitty-gritty of the practice squad right now. And this game, like I said, started off 17-0. Nick Boyle catches that unbelievable just heads-up play by Lamar Jackson, catches a seven-yard pass from him to make it 7-0. Gus Edwards gets a seven-yard touchdown run. And then Justin Tucker with a field goal uh, in the second quarter to uh, put this bad boy at 17-0 before Miles Sanders goes on an unbelievable run to the end zone. But before he gets to the end zone, he fumbles, gets you know to the ground, fumbles the ball. And who but J.J. or Thega Whiteside is there to recover the fumble for his first NFL touchdown. Shout out to every human I saw who bet any amount of money on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to score a touchdown or to score the first touchdown because you guys are absolutely sick fucks for doing that because who would have thought J.J. Ortega-Whiteside would score a touchdown, let alone in that fashion? Absolutely the ultimate J.J. Ortega-Whiteside score. Lamar Jackson gets that 37-yard touchdown run uh, to give the Ravens you know, more points on the board. At that point, you're starting to feel bad about the direction of this game. It's 24-6 because Doug Peterson goes for two on that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside touchdown, and it does not convert, which we'll get to later in the episode. But Jason Kroom catches that wide-open touchdown from Carson Wentz. Justin Tucker hits a couple of field goals in the fourth quarter. Uh, Travis Fulgham catches an 18-yard pass from Carson Wentz, and then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside gets a two-point conversion, and then Carson Wentz runs one in for a touchdown in the two-point conversion play, which was just abysmal, uh, fails in all facets, and the Eagles end up losing by two. Key plays in this game, in my opinion, that prevented the Eagles from winning this game. Number one, you go for two on that first touchdown, and you didn't have to. You absolutely swung momentum uh, in the wrong direction for yourselves, not necessarily in favor of the Ravens, but for yourselves, you, you swung and missed big time. You know, you didn't have to go for two there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 
the Ravens hadn't scored their their touchdown yet, so it would have been 17 to 7 at that point. You're down 10. Uh another big play in this game, Carson Wentz fumbles, leads to 7 points uh for the Ravens. Yes, Carson Wentz needs to take care of the ball. But overall, Carson Wentz was fantastic in this game. He does need to take care of the ball though. That's a play where it was a bang bang play. Could have gone either way. They go to the replay. It shows that he fumbles. Understandable. You know, it, it happens, but it does happen quite often for Carson Wentz. And he's got to be able to tuck that ball in as he's going out of bounds. Next play that stands out to me in a big way. Jake Elliott misses a field goal. Jake Elliott doesn't miss that field goal. The Eagles win by one. You know, think about it that way. The Eagles lose by two. If Jake Elliott ends up making that field goal, guys, the Eagles come out on top and beat the Ravens. So we'll get to Jake Elliott as well uh, because he has been less than spectacular. Not saying cut Jake Elliott, but, you know, it's been a a few kicks now, a few games now where he's missed some big kicks and you need Jake Elliott to come up clutch for you in situations where your offense is so banged up right now There's moments where you're going to have to rely on kicking field goals. And if Jake Elliott can't deliver, that's another hindrance to your offense and to your point scoring potential. Um, So Jake Elliott not making that field goal stands out in a big way to me. And then the other big play is just the the botched two-point conversion at the end of the game that would have tied things up. Uh, You didn't have to be in that situation to begin with because if you go for just the extra point on that first touchdown, uh, you know, when J.J. Ortega-Whiteside scored on the fumble recovery, you, you're you kicking an extra point to tie the game at that point, where now you have to rely on going for two, converting the two-point conversion. And overall, I just thought it was a, a poor execution by Doug Peterson overall with decision-making in this game, you know, in, in a lot of areas. The two-point conversion, you know, if Doug is going to be big balls Doug moving forward for this team and, and trying to get this team back on track now that they sit at 1-4-1, and one, you know, if he's going to make those big-time decisions, he's got to have better plays drawn up for them. You can't go into these situations and, and just think that you can get away with these option plays to a Boston Scott who, don't get me wrong, I love Boston Scott, you know, great dude. Played a major role last year in the playoff stretch. Boston Scott is not the complimentary back that this Eagles team needs. He's more of a Darren Sproles back. They need a bruising, you know, RB2 behind Miles Sanders. And in the event that Miles Sanders gets hurt like he is right now and going to miss one to two weeks, and you have a bye week as well following those one to two weeks. So it's going to be three weeks now that we won't see Miles Sanders on the field due to injury and the bye. Uh, you need a back, a la Jordan Howard, who has been a healthy scratch for the Miami Dolphins the past two weeks. Um, That is a situation where you wish you still had a Jordan Howard. You wish you still had players that just overall you could fill in for some of these players, but they didn't address that in the offseason. They didn't address that in the draft. They went for these small, shifty, 
sneaky type backs over and over and over again, and it made no sense to me. You know, everybody was hyping up Adrian Killens. Everybody was hyping up getting some of these backs onto the field that were these small, shifty backs. I'm like, why do we keep getting five foot six to five foot eight running backs that are you know 140 pounds soaking wet that are not going to be able to run between the tackles? Miles Sanders does all the shiftiness. Miles Sanders makes all those elusive plays. You need somebody that complements what Miles Sanders does to come in, change the pace a bit, change the look of the defense, and get them off their tracks. And that's something the Eagles are missing big time right now. I know a lot of people don't value the running back position, think you know it's a, it's a waste of assets, but you know, think about if this team still had Jordan Howard, what they'd be able to do at the goal line. You know, think about those those conversions on third and short, fourth and short. If you had a guy like Jordan Howard, it, it's something that this team desperately needs, and I don't want them to be buyers at the trade deadline. I know Mike K from NJ.com put an article out saying that, you know, according to sources, Howie Roseman expects the Eagles to be buyers at the deadline. I hope that doesn't happen. This team is 1-4-1. They do not deserve to have additions be brought onto this team that are just going to be overall band-aids to a, a, a leaking wound. That's what this team is right now. They are just a, you know, they are not worth patchworking. They, they need to just roll with the punches, see what you have in the young guys on this roster, and, and just how you doing, keep it moving. There, there's no need to add elite skill level players on either side of the ball right now unless it is for the future and you're you're getting them at a low cost you know trade value like a Jordan Howard Jordan Howard is a genuine trade target I have for this Eagles team because it's something for the now and it's something for the future um he's a back that this team needs can run you know, with speed, can run between the tackles, can be a bruiser up front. They they need that type of back to complement Miles. You can't go into a season ever again thinking because he had a, a great four-game stretch, you know, when Miles Sanders was injured, that Boston Scott is a, a number two running back. That's just malpractice. He can't get anything going on the ground, guys. Look at when my, when Boston Scott is on the field compared to Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders turns garbage into gold, where Boston Scott can barely muster up two yards of carry. You know, it, it's a, it's stalling the offense anytime Boston Scott or Corey Clement are out on the field. It, it puts the offense in a, a dead halt. It stops them in their tracks and kills any momentum that they have built moving forward on the field. It's just a proven fact. Go watch any of the games the Eagles have played this year when they take Miles Sanders out and put either Corey Clement or Boston Scott in. The drive is killed. And and you automatically know it's over. And that's a problem. Uh, the wide receiver position, Travis Fulgham, what a rock star. The dude just, he's an absolute stud. The Eagles, that is something I'll give Howie Roseman credit for. They found a wide receiver you know, through adding to the, the, the practice squad and being able to quote-unquote develop because so far through three games, he looks sensational. 
He looks like a legit NFL wide receiver that this team can use moving forward as a young piece. He's only 25 years old. He's a guy, you know, he's a guy. Greg Ward is a guy. You obviously have Jalen Rager moving forward as well. Because after this year, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, say la vie, deuces, adios, thank you for all you did, but they're not going to be here. So you've got these three wide receivers. I put something on Twitter, uh, you know, saying uh, a wide receiver core of those three guys, Fulgham, Ward, and Jalen Rager, and go ahead and add, if he doesn't get extended, Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster to this wide receiver core. And you're working with something here for Carson Wentz because that's three guys that will have been with Carson now. Obviously, Rager's been hurt, so we'll see how that chemistry continues to develop when he gets back. But you, you'll have three guys here that Carson can build with that are young, key pieces, and then you bring in that big free agent wide receiver next season, whether it's Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, whoever it may be. But imagine... From a speed perspective, you've got Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, and Juju Smith-Schuster on the field all at the same time. And in four wide sets, you got Greg Ward. Plus, if Zach Ertz is still here, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. And then you've got your offensive line, whoever the assortment may be. Say Amalu Kelsey, Brandon Brooks when he comes back, Lane Johnson, and then whether it's Mylotta, Dillard, or whatever... That's a legit-looking offense on paper to me, guys. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a fun time. Switch it however you want. But that sounds like a legit contending offense that's going to put up points and be legit to opposing defenses week in and week out. So that kind of excites me. And that's something that you have to take with this season as the Eagles sit at 1-4-1. You have to take everything with a grain of salt and realize that this year, whatever happens, you know, this division is so bad, they might make the playoffs, but overall, I will be stunned if, one, they make the playoffs, two, if they make it, they, they do anything in the playoffs. You know, I, I honestly think that hurts them more than anything because they need to get young on both sides of the ball drastically. Um, so, I mean, that that's something to take into account, but, I mean, this offseason is going to be a lot of evaluation. If you can add one to two pieces that are big-name pieces that are young, young guys, like Juju Smith-Schuster is super young. Like, he's going to be a free agent this offseason at the age of 24. You know, he's playing this year halfway through his age 23 season. He'll turn 24 in November. Allen Robinson... Allen Robinson, guys, he's 27. He'll turn 28 in August. Still relatively young. You add that to a 25-year-old Travis Fulgham. You add that to a 21-year-old Jalen Rager who turns 22 on New Year's Day. You add that to, I believe, a 25-year-old Greg Ward. Yeah, Greg Ward will be 26 next season. You're cooking with gas there, guys. And then you add a legit, you know, 
complimentary back. Not a, a gadget skill, shifty, Darren Sproles-esque back to be your number two back. You get a legit backup running back that is a complement to what Miles Sanders brings to the field. The offense looks pretty legit. But you're not going to get that this year because Howie Roseman failed to address things in the draft properly. You know, he failed to address things in free agency properly. Totally botched the Alshon thing. Giving him that extension was a massive mistake. Deshaun still being here, take it for what it is. And then just the offensive line is so ridiculous when it comes to paying Jason Peters, not getting legitimate backups at at least, you know, one position where the guy is versatile. You know, think back to the Super Bowl year when you had a guy like Stefan Wisniewski playing left guard but could play all across the line on the interior if you needed him to. Eagles don't really have that right now. You have guys that can play specific positions, but when they're out of position, they look lost. So it's a it's a lot of botching roster construction, uh, and we haven't even talked about the defense. <laughs> Nate Gary, uh, if he if Nate Gary is on this team after the bye week, honestly, this mini bye week, I should say, after the Giants game, if Nate Gary is still here, there's a problem because that dude flat out stinks. Absolute hot trash should not be on an NFL roster. Like, I'm sorry. He, he, I don't understand the coaching staff's infatuation with Nate Gary. He's not a good NFL player. He can't cover. He's always like three steps behind. He's plodding on the field. Lamar Jackson whizzed right by him. Flew right by him. What was the point of drafting Davion Taylor? You know, the it, it, the defense... The defense is... There's so many things that, like, make you get headaches week in and week out. You know, what was the point of cutting Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones? Because you look what they're doing right now in Carolina and Jacksonville, respectively, and they're absolutely balling out. Rasul Douglas is essentially a starter for the Carolina Panthers. Sidney Jones is almost a de facto starter for the Jaguars because of just how young and uh, inexperienced their defense is. And they're both balling out and making plays. That is, again, just mismanagement of assets, of talent evaluation. Sure, Sidney Jones was injured all of training camp. But you're meaning to tell me, a former second-round pick, you're not going to give him one last chance to go out and prove what he can you know, bring to the table? Russell Douglas, you're, you're not going to utilize his skill set, and you look what he's doing in Carolina right now, and you're meaning to tell me you couldn't put him in a position to succeed? That falls on the coaching staff, that falls on talent evaluation, and that falls on Howie Roseman. Because right now, you look at the corners, you're moving Jalen Mills all around. Darius Slay is obviously, you know, locked in. 
But Avante Maddox has been out injured. Craven LeBlanc has been in the nickel, who has impressed me more than Nickel Roby Coleman, who I think has just been flat out bad. I haven't seen anything that's been like, oh, I'm glad they signed Nickel Roby Coleman. You'll get Will Parks back, you know, another week under his belt this week, which we're very excited about as he's, you know, one of our boys, friend of the show. And I think that'll help alleviate a lot of things. You can, you know, take some pressures off of Jalen Mills. Helps Rodney McLeod with another experienced veteran deep, you know, in the in the secondary. But the defense, you know, Malik Jackson now injured. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. That's a big blow to the defensive line after you just had everybody healthy up front. And this defensive line has been great, in my opinion, so far. Brandon Graham on record pace for his career in sacks. Career highs nine and a half, which I believe was the Super Bowl year. He's already got five. Josh Sweats looked fantastic. Derek Barnett's looked great. Malik Jackson before the injury looked great. Fletcher Cox starting to get into a groove. Javon Hargrave has looked good. The defensive line has been the bright spot of this defense and has bailed the defense out more than a lot of people realize. Because if they didn't have what they have up front, oh man, this defense would be worse than the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Jets combined the way that they've played if they weren't getting that pressure up front. So this defense is a lot to go over. They have a lot to evaluate in a short week going up against the Giants on Thursday. But then after the the Giants game, they've really got to strap in, buckle down, and get ready for a Cowboys team. Sure, they look terrible. But they've got talent across the board that can hurt you in multiple ways. And it's a divisional game. You never count out a divisional game from being wonky, from being wild. So, I mean, you've got you to take a big look in the mirror and figure out what this team is going to be able to do moving forward, especially coming off a short week. Because I was embarrassed by the way that the defense played against the Ravens in week six. It was just flat-out disgusting. With the the whole buying at the deadline, I just I totally disagree with it. This team does not deserve, first of all, they don't deserve to have pieces added to their team. They're they're flat out not a good team. I've been trying to tell you guys for weeks. I've been saying it since the beginning. They are not a good team. They will be lucky. I said everything had to go right if they were going to go 11-5. and five. And when does everything go right for this Eagles team ever? Even in the Super Bowl year, things did not go right. A hundred percent. Things did not go completely right for the Eagles in 2017. Remember the underdog moniker. Carson Wentz got injured. Multiple big name players got injured. Things clicked right, but not everything going a hundred percent right. Everything had to go one hundred percent correct for the Eagles this season. With how old they were, how banged up they were, just a weird offseason, the COVID situation, 
there were a lot of factors into this season being a success. And you add all those up right now, and it ain't adding up to, you know, end of season success. They, they've got a lot to evaluate before they even think about going and trading away assets at the trade deadline, thinking that they can just put a Band-Aid over this team that is just gushing blood. Like, they are losing, you know, <laughs> this is like a body getting drained of blood. Dracula is sucking blood out of them right now, and Howie Roseman thinks that he can just spray some mosquito repellent and get Dracula off of this team. No, not going to happen. Sorry about your luck, but the way you built this team right now, they're an absolute disaster in terms of just construction of the roster, cap situation, injuries, you name it. They're just not a good team. And there's no reason, there's no reason by the November 3rd trade deadline that this team should be, you know, in the Sports Center tickers, the NFL Network tickers. Shout out Brendan Walker. That this team should be saying, oh, we acquired so and so for X draft pick. There's nothing. There, there are very few players right now that I would say go and trade, you know, a sixth or seventh round draft pick and get them. That's the only way I'm adding to this team is if I can. You know, trade a sixth or a seventh round pick for a guy that's going to be a short-term player, but also here for the long term. Like a Jordan Howard, like a John Ross from the Bengals. You know, things like that. Zach Ertz is going to be out for three to four weeks. Maybe I, I navigate the tight end realm, but you also have Richard Rodgers here, so there's no real reason to do that. It's just a, a weird situation that Howie Roseman just thinks he can put band-aids over and over and over on this team and thinks it'll fix it. But newsflash, that's not how the NFL works. This team is old, they're expensive, and they're bad. And the only way to fix that is to continue being bad this season, cut cut bait with all the you know bad contracts that are expiring after this year, evaluate what's on this roster and nail the draft on the goddamn head. Because if you don't do that, you're wasting Carson Wentz. And you've already started to waste Carson Wentz. You're wasting the prime that you have left of guys like Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz. You're starting to cut into the prime of Miles Sanders. In terms of the running back position. You know. It's something that this team needs to. Truly evaluate. And guys when it comes to evaluating. You need to evaluate. How you approach purchasing a vehicle. And that's where our friends. At Bob Novick Auto Mall. Come into play. Because they're the best. In the business when it comes to. Purchasing. A vehicle. And guess what that means? It's time for the Chevrolet, Buick, or GMC certified pre-owned drive-on sales event. Right now, for a limited time, get special offers on select certified pre-owned vehicles that come with a range of benefits to help you buy without doubts and own 
with confidence. Bob Novick Automall is certified to benefit you and give you a great value. So stop by Bob Novick Automall in Bridgeton, New Jersey today and check out their great deals. You can also check them out online. Take a look at, you know, what they've got to offer on their websites. They've got a lot online to make sure that you're, you know, looking at what you think you're going to buy. You can go to bobnovicgm.com or bobnovicchryslerdodgejeep.com. And if you go in person, obviously CDC guidelines are in place, so face coverings required. You can shop in person or online, like I said. Cars, they can even be delivered to your home when you shop online. Health and well-being of the customers is the number one priority of Bob Novick Automall. Go and check them out. BobNovickGM.com, BobNovickChryslerDodgeJeep.com. And make sure you let them know that Underground Sports Philadelphia sent you. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of positives to take away from this Ravens game. Obviously, almost pulling the upset at the end. Carson Wentz showed a ton of fight, did not give up, was in the faces of his guys. You know, he was bouncing back up after taking big hits. So, I mean, there there's a lot of... And Carson seems to be getting in a groove now. It seems like a lot of the rust is coming off. And people, you know, the talking head pundits are finally starting to realize that this isn't all Carson Wentz's fault. That this Eagles team is extremely injured. That there are a number of players on this roster that if they were on the field, maybe Carson Wentz has a little bit more success than he's having right now. So take that into account when you think about this Eagles team too. That they are just, they're super injured guys. And who knows when some of these key players are going to come back. Lane Johnson obviously is a big factor. Didn't play in this Ravens game. And when he doesn't play, the Eagles don't usually win. When Lane Johnson is out compared to when he's in is a massive difference for how Carson Wentz plays. And I think in this game, when Lane Johnson didn't play, this was one of the best games Carson has had without Lane Johnson. So that's definitely something to take away as a positive. Travis Fulgham is a definite positive. He looks like a legit NFL wide receiver that this team can build with, have him on this roster moving forward. It's absolutely wild that the Lions and Packers let him go because he looks like a piece for this team moving forward. It's unfortunate that Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz are going to be out, but maybe this kind of gets Zach Ertz right in the mental headspace. You know, get him off the field for... Uh, three to four weeks, more than likely going to miss through the bye week uh, and coming out of it. So, I mean, this gives Zach Ertz some time to reset. And maybe mentally he gets back into it when he comes back and down the stretch. We get that perennial Pro Bowl, you know, fighting for an all-pro Zach Ertz. And he gets back on the same page with Carson Wentz. Hopefully Boston Scott can channel any of that magic he had last season especially against the Giants with his three-touchdown game, doing his little, you know, head-moving, owl-looking neck (laughs) dance that he did uh, because Boston Scott's going to be relied upon heavily in the game against the Giants with Miles Sanders out one to two weeks. If I'm the Eagles, I just hold Miles out through the bye week. There's no reason, you know, it'll suck not having him for the Cowboys game, but if you're you're really worried about the the long-term, you know, health of your players just hold miles out through the bye week there's nothing to lose from that especially with the state this team is in 
you know, it'd be different if this team was undefeated or five and one or something like that. And you needed to beat the Cowboys to really get an edge in the division. Sure, you can get an edge in the division because of how bad it is, but you can beat the Cowboys without Miles Sanders, in my opinion. If that's the the view that you want to take and you want this team to make the playoffs, you want them to win the division, you can beat the Cowboys without Miles Sanders with how bad their defense is. So hopefully those guys get rested up soon. Hopefully Jalen Rager's back soon. You know, maybe for that Cowboys game. Because I, I can't wait. I can't tell you guys. I can't wait to see Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager on the field at the same time. Because that's going to be a look that the Eagles haven't had all season. So to have those two on the field at the same time is going to be something I look forward to in a big way. Deshaun Jackson is allegedly going to be back for Thursday night football against the Giants. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Alshon Jeffrey inching closer to playing. At this point, though, guys, I'd much rather see Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, and Jalen Rager when he comes back on the field over Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. There's no point for the future of this team to see Alshon and Deshaun on the field. So, I mean, play them sparingly, but... I would much rather just let the kids play. That's what this team needs to do is just see what they have young talent-wise because that's the most important thing moving forward for the future direction of this team. Don't be buyers at the deadline. Let's see the kids play. Carson, keep trucking along. Keep getting better. And let's go beat the damn Giants. They stink on ice. Let's go beat the Giants. That's all I got for you guys. We will be back live Wednesday night. Myself and Matt live on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Make sure you follow the Twitch channel so you know when we go live. Help support the channel. Help us grow on that platform as well. And make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. At underground PHI Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorino. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We have a goal that by the end of the year, we want to hit 3,000 Twitter followers on Underground Sports Philadelphia and 300 five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So help us make that, you know, come to fruition. It would be, it would mean the world to us. Uh, So make sure you guys, Help us out if you're not already subbed to the pod. Help us out in that department. And uh, if you're not, you know, an Apple Podcast user, you can also check us out. On Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And like I said, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI gets you the show live when we record or facebook.com slash underground sports PHI as well. And uh, like I said, 3,000 followers on Twitter at underground PHI, 300 five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, and maybe we'll do another fun giveaway if we can hit that goal by the end of 2020. 
You guys are the absolute best. Hopefully the Eagles figure something out. Like I said, biggest keys. Let the kids play. Don't be buyers at the deadline. And Carson, keep on keeping on because you're an absolute warrior, brother. And uh, people are finally starting to realize that this isn't all your fault. As always, guys, show brought to you by our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, our friends over at Tomahawk Shades, TomahawkShades.com. You go to check out when you got 13 pairs of glasses, blue light, sun, your new watch in your cart. Use the code USP at checkout. It's going to save you 25% off your entire order. And all orders right now, $75 and over. Qualify for free shipping. Make sure you sign up for the rewards program so you earn Hawk points for every dollar you spend. Free money. Free is for me, and I'm sure it's for you too. And then, of course, our friends at Manscaped, manscaped manscaped.com. Enter the code USP at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping with that code. Yes, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you enter the code USP. Help us pay some bills and keep the lights on and keep this podcast going. You guys are the absolute best podcast listeners on the damn planet. Wouldn't be here without you. We'll see you guys live on Wednesday. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 275. I'm your boy KB from Underground Studios. We are signing off. Peace. I'm